Welcome to Injury Prevention Podcasts. My name is Rod McClure. I'm editor of the journal Injury Prevention, and each month I chat with a distinguished injury prevention researcher or practitioner. My guest today is Dr. Linda Degutis. Dr. Degutis received her undergraduate degree from DePaul University and her postgraduate degrees from Yale University. She is past president of the APHA and current executive director of Defence Health Horizons. I'm speaking to her today, primarily in her role as president of SABRE. So, Dr. Degutis, hello. Hello, Dr. McClure. Could you tell me a little bit about what SABRE is and what you're trying to achieve? Sure. Um, SABRE is the Society for the Advancement of Violence and Injury Research. And SABRE serves as a place where um, people who are doing violence and injury research can network, um, they can get together at scientific meetings that SABRE sponsors. It gives them um, an opportunity to meet other people who are doing similar kinds of work. It gives them opportunities to identify potential collaborators. Um, and we also have student members and young professional members who really can benefit from the mentorship of some of the senior researchers who are members of SABRE. And also um, it can help them learn about potential careers that might be open to them if they really want to work in injury and violence research. So it's essentially a, a professional organization to support growth of a field it is and your field and the, certainly the way you've described uh, the function of SABRE is very much dependent upon quality research it definitely is dependent upon quality research and because of that um, it's very good for us to have a journal where that research can get presented in a way that there's a real concentration of research on injury and violence. And it's not only certainly SABRE members who publish in, um, in a journal such as Injury Prevention, but it also um, allows us to see the research that is going on in other places and to really look at ways that we might use that evidence in building practice or in doing interventions in the community. Linda, have you always been involved in research aspect of injury prevention? Well, I've um, been involved in the research aspect for quite some time, but I've also done work um, as a clinician, and I worked in the emergency department. I worked um, in developing a uh, trauma program and critical care program. Um, I did some teaching then, and I still do teaching. Um, I've done research in injury and violence. I continue to mentor people in doing that kind of work. And I've also done work in policy and have spent time, um, actually, a policy fellowship where I spent a year working in the Senate in the U.S. to learn more about uh, the interplay of politics and policy and some of the opportunities that there are to advance policy that really can help. Um, prevent the morbidity and mortality from injury and violence. That's exciting. And I know you've had a very strong contribution over many years in that space, in part through your association with the American Public Health uh, Association. I think you were president, were you, at one stage? 
Yes, I was. I was president um, in 2007. And um, that was also another opportunity to help make people aware of the importance of looking at how we can prevent injuries and violence and how to take a public health approach um, to that kind of prevention so that we would do things on a broad scale, you know, on a community level or population level scale, as opposed to doing things one person at a time. Yeah, and you've moved, haven't you, between some one-to-one clinical experience, which, uh, to what, how did that give you a, a sense of purpose in injury? And then uh, in, in answering that question, you seem to then have scaled up your own involvement to large-level policy and big community impact. Um, that seems to be a, a progression of, of both the personal progression, but perhaps an intellectual one as well. Yeah, I think um, what happened was I was certainly taking care of patients, working with families, and really seeing all of the kinds of things that happened um, when people were injured in various ways. And it became um, very clear that there was really more that we could do to keep people from being injured or to minimize the kinds of injuries that might um, might occur and to decrease the number of deaths. And so um, I felt like I really had to um, go upstream and right. do something a little bit different and, you know, figure out how to work on interventions that would um, make a difference and help keep people out of the hospital and keep them from, um, from dying, from having disabilities, uh, from impacting their families in ways that were very, very difficult um, for a lot of the families. And in going upstream, did you find you were working on factors, risk factors, societal factors that were broader than uh, normally included in the scope of traumatic injury? I did. Um, I found that I uh, was doing a lot of work on um, the issue of alcohol-related injury and then some work on drugs work on um, post-traumatic stress disorder. So a number of things that contributed either to the occurrence of an injury or to risks for various types of injuries. So, um, you know, seeing things like um, post-traumatic stress in people who were um, veterans of uh, conflicts and the impact that it had on them when they came back and their risk for suicide. Um, for example, and looking right. at ways to prevent that. Yeah. Okay. Now that um, I'm getting a clear picture now of somebody who's able to see the bigger picture in some ways, if you're linking veterans to suicide, to trauma, to alcohol, to uh, as a profession, you're certainly in a position where you're able to be a president of a, of a professional field to provide recommendations and advice to early career researchers coming through. Do you have any particular missions or or goals for the next little while you'd like to talk about for the society? Yes, I think um, what we'd like to do is to see it continue to grow. Um, One of the things that we're doing now is we're moving to having an annual meeting as opposed to having the meeting biannually, Mm. and we think that will help. um, What do you mean by a meeting? um, So we have a uh, a scientific um, conference, and Mm. it's an opportunity for um, students and researchers to present their work, um, to interact with one another, 
to attend some workshops that focus on perhaps methodology or some very um, current issues in injury and violence and to learn more about perhaps how to address them in their, you know, in their communities or about uh, different research methods that might be useful to them. And when's the next one due? Uh, the next one will be in April of 2020 and it will be in Philadelphia. Right. So that's close enough now for me to expect you're in the throes of the organization. Is that right? Uh, yes, we are. We have put out our call for abstracts and proposals for workshops. And so we're um, now waiting for people to submit their abstracts because we expect there will be a fairly large number of people submitting those. Mm-hmm. And um, we're looking forward to seeing the kind of work that people will be presenting this year. And hopefully when this uh, podcast is heard around the country and around the, the nations, uh, you may get an extra uh, blip in the number of submissions. Well, that would, be, that would be great. We'd love to see it. And I look forward to seeing you at the conference. Uh, it does sound an exciting opportunity for, for us all to, to, to share, which is what science depends upon, doesn't it, in order to get its collaborative advantage or advances. <laughs> Yes, it really does, because I think um, none of us can only look at our own work and say, oh, this is the only way to do it. I think we need to have people comment on what we've done, critique the work that we've done, and let us know if we've missed something or if there's something more that we might want to do. Mm. Um, Mm. We need people, other people to help us learn about um, maybe funding opportunities for our research or... Um, to introduce us to students who might be looking for a position and maybe we have an opening uh, wherever we are. And to some extent to support the passion that drives the innovation. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for this conversation. We've been chatting today with Dr. Linda Degutis. For those of you interested in learning more about SABRE, you can find details on saverweb.org. Remember, you can subscribe to the Injury Prevention Podcasts in your favorite platform or app. If you're interested in injury prevention research, then I would direct you to our website, our journal website, injuryprevention.bmj.com.